Welcome to the great conversation where ideas matter. Ideas shape markets, ideas can change the world. I, uh, throughout my life, I've had this notion of wanting to know where I truly fit, where I truly could make a difference. And, and I also sought people I could trust and who would um, lead me to the well, if you will, of where I could have my most significant value. And, and, and believe it or not, that primacy of finding that, I knew, just I was confident that I would be provided for if I trusted that process. And of course, that would lead to my path to value. Uh, personal, professional, and in the constant in the context of team. And I'm leading that with that for the first time because I, I met a wonderful gentleman who has become a global credibility expert, has written wonderful books on the subject, one called Credibility Nation, and who has already had that impact on me. Like to introduce to you Mitchell Levy, Le Mr. Levy Mitchell. It's great to have you in the <laughs> virtual fireplace of my home. Ron, the, one of the most wonderful and warm uh, intros I've ever had. Thank you. Oh, not, no question. But let, let's let's define for me. I mean, you're next to my fireplace here. <laughs> I want to hear the why, what, what is credibility and what the why is it around it? Can you go into that for a second? What have you discovered about that amazing word called credibility and why it's so important? We'll start with the, the definition. Um, so I've interviewed 500 thought leaders on credibility and what came out of the interviews are 10 values associated with credibility, but let me summarize them for you. Credibility is the quality in which you are trusted, known, and liked. So other ways you could think about it, credibility is your character and other people's perception of your character. And so for me, you can't be credible externally until you're credible internally. All right, how about those are three catchphrases? All right, so why is it important? Uh, to me, it's sort of like the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy answer. Credibility is important because it's the answer to life, universe, and everything. Not necessarily 42. It's the answer to life, universe, and everything. Is if you're credible, I did a TEDx. It's called We're Losing Our Humanity, and I'm tired of watching it happen. It was the 28th most popular in 2021. And the reason I did that, the reason I got excited, the reason I actually found the purpose, I found the big why. And that is, if we act credible to each other, we will be more humane to each other. And so the why is the coolest thing in the world, Ron, is when you find a kindred spirit and you get into a great conversation. And you get into that conversation because some of the values they, they attribute, some of the things they do, which are so obviously credible, right? They're coachable. They're vulnerable. They're authentic. They have the intent and commitment to do the right thing. They're servant leaders. They share their stage with others. It's, it's, there are 10 elements or 10 values associated with credibility. And 
what is, ends up happening, you can't have a great conversation unless you could really see the person. If they're pretending to be somebody else, I, I call the opposite of credible dubious. If they're, if they're acting dubious, you don't want to follow them. You don't want to, to be part of their lives. You don't want them in your life. And I think part of the part of the great resignation, part of what COVID brought and exacerbated to the world is the opportunity for us to look at the lenses of what we considered normal and figure out that, you know, we really could craft a world that allows us to live in a way that we're, we're happy, we're excited, we, 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 we love the people we're interacting with, not just like them, but love them. And the world would be a whole lot better if we were all credible to each other. This, this would be, somebody mentioned this morning, one of the things that they focused on is families that squabble or break up because they have different political opinions. These are families, right? And, and the thing is, a particular opinion on a subject area doesn't necessarily mean you can't still find common ground to love and respect that person. So it's, it, it appears to me there are two levels of kindness. One level, and I'm going to say kindness for a second. One level, because you said finding a kindred, kindred spirit, if you will. And I, I'm, I, I got focused on that as you were speaking. I go, credibility is about coming showing your genuine self and meeting others on that genuine credibility path and all sorts of wonderful things happen as a result of that but i started thinking if you run against a what you call dubious the contradiction of credible a dubious person one who's hiding or controlling will your act of kindness though and your own credibility have the potential to turn that person into a credible, kind person. What do you think of that? Mm. Has your experience been when you ran into dubious and you started working through your practice, if you will, did you find an opening? Did you find a, a heart that starts breaking? I'm going to say yes with a really big and. A qualifier. <laughs> <laughs> right the when you're in public it's hard because when somebody is dubious in public they they've already got their their game face on and they may be dubious the reason i use dubious is is when i created the concept of credibility nation yeah we needed a arch rival and i didn't want a real person place or thing and so I thought, what is a good word that if, if somebody's acting that way, it's not like uh, if you're credible, you're in heaven. And if you're dubious, you're in hell. I didn't want that. As a matter of fact, I talk about that in my, in, in my, in my TEDx. Um, it's not black or white. It's not red or blue. It's not good or bad, right? So if you're dubious, it just means that you're not following all the values of credibility. The real, the real construct, your real question is if somebody is told in such a way, A, are they coachable enough to listen? 
And then B, what do they do with that information? So if you're dubious and you do something bad, do you either, do, are you accountable to yourself? And you say, oh my God, I, I, I can't believe I did that. I won't do it again. It was so funny. Yesterday I was, I was, I was in a group. We were talking about people who miss meetings and, and all of a sudden somebody who was with, hey, how was that meeting you had earlier? I'm like, I missed it. <laughs> it, it. It didn't make it on my calendar. I was dubious. There was no excuse for missing a meet for me, missing me, but I could give you all the excuses, but I missed it. I was in error because me or my calendar system or something. It's what I do afterwards. I think I apologize probably one too many times um, for missing the meeting. The question when you meet somebody else who's acting dubious, if you could take them aside and say, hey, listen, I this hit me in a certain way. Like the best way you can do this, this hit me in a certain way. Is this what you meant? Right. So, you know, the great conversation is having a great, great set of questions. If you have time, you could talk then. If you don't have time, would you mind if we had a conversation? Because I'd love to actually explore this a little bit deeper. Ron, for me personally, the thing that I do with people is help them articulate their purpose, help them articulate who they are and how they show up in, in, in three seconds, in 10 words or less. And a lot of times, People wear it on their sleeve. Uh, you, by the way, you wore it on your sleeve. It was everywhere. For some people, they've got so many marketing cookie cutter approaches. They're acting dubious, not because they're a bad person, but because this is what they were taught. And they were taught by somebody who was taught that as well. So a common practice, which is dubious, which quote unquote works, was passed down from generation to generation. And so sometimes it's easy and sometimes it takes a little bit of effort to break through a common practice that is dubious and allowing the person to truly see it as, as dubious versus credible. And I also love that. And I'm not trying to mimic my paths of value by including these words, but what I love is there's a path to credibility and you have articulated that well in a series of almost steps, starting with, you know, I'm going to teach you after listening to you, actively listening to you, I'm going to teach you how to find your purpose and be able to articulate it in 10 words in three seconds. That's, that's the first step. It sounds like, is that correct? In your path to credibility? I, I think, I think probably the best way to think about this. So yeah, I could just say yes, but let me add to it. Okay. Just imagine you're in a room whether it's a virtual room or physical room and everyone stands up and they get 30 seconds or a minute to introduce themselves. And imagine what happens by the time the third person goes and they have all these silly accolades that are trying to build their credibility and you have no idea who anyone is. If those people could stand up and say, Hey, there's a playground I play. In. This is the people who I serve and, and either the pain point I address or the pleasure point I deliver. Mine, Ron, is eight words. Leaders living their values and making a difference. I drop the mic after that. And those people who, who can resonate, can get, that's what do you mean? I'm living my values. And then, and then I can actually then move on and do the the tell me more, that's more in line with your elevator pitch or your value proposition. What I want to say is we have been taught wrong 
to start every conversation with either an elevator pitch or a value proposition. Right. I'm just going to say that's wrong. And, and I'm going to say wrong for a very specific reason. The first words that are part of those is either I or we or we serve or we help or and what happens is it's about you. And when somebody is first listening to you, all they care about is them. So instead of talking about trying to sell them something, I do this, we serve here, I'm going to help you do that. That's not the right way to go. You want to invite them to ask you specifically how you could help them or how you could help their friend. And, and how you do that is presenting your playground. Um, yours, by the way, when you and I were talking, entities looking for their path to value. And then they go, wait, what do you mean by entity? Or what do you mean path to value? And Ron, you, you can so easily address that. Yeah, it was, it was funny. And um, I really appreciated you saying that before we went live on the, on the podcast. The, um, and as we talk about it, think about the, I'm, think, I'm talking to uh, the people listening in right now, Mitchell, but just think about that conversation Mitchell and I had and, and it's the start of an, a, a great conversation around my particular life's purpose and its ability to touch others and leave them better than I found them. If you think about that, what a, what a beautiful thing. For example, the, my, my next question, if we wanna just tease that out a little bit is, I like everything except entities. It doesn't sound personal to me. So he and I would then have this conversation around entities. Is that the right, right subject? Oh, right? perfect. Yeah. It's, it's actually, what I often say to people is sleep on it, wake up in the morning and see what pops out. Yeah, right, right. The reason I chose entities is because you had identified three audiences that you work with. What I might encourage you to think about is where does 80% of the revenue come from? Right. If it's individuals, then it's individuals. If it's C-suite executives, then it's C-suite executives looking for their path to value. If it's corporations that are 25 million plus, 25 million, right? So where do you, where do you think 80% of your revenue come, or come from? Is that okay to ask? Yeah, it is. Let's just keep it conceptual though, because everyone's listening in. I think the step, you in a conversation with Mitchell, we're gonna, he's, He's really going to dig on trying to excavate out of your story what, and you're, you're going to say this better, what my purpose is, right? Is that is that what you're going to do first, that's, right? That's what you're going to yes. do first. And then how that's playing out possibly in the professional realm. So I would call that, by the way, what ecosystem have you placed yourself in? So what you're I asking right love now. That. By the way, I love, love that word too. <laughs> so, so in my ecosystem, as everyone knows, uh, I not only uh, come alongside CEOs and their teams on, which is an entity, a business entity, uh, but I also um, put on an event and a podcast on a great conversation of ideas that actually can be activated in the marketplace. And um, so, so you're right, in a, in a weird way, uh, 
I'm monetizing my efforts. Again, the money will come if you're in your, your purpose. The money comes from the entities, 90% of it. And, you know, 5% from coaching and mentoring and 5% by any sponsors of the podcast and events. Nice, nice. That's, that's pretty much it. But I will tell you, my heart is in all three spaces equally. <laughs> well, that's why I that's why I went with entities, but you may want to publicly go with CEOs. Right. CEOs looking for their path or, of or leaders. Leaders. Rana, let me let me tell you one more. Just I'm going to give you a different CPOP and you're going to say, oh, that's a person I want to meet. Okay. This is a guy I've been in Silicon Valley for 30 years. He and I have been friends for probably 20. When I did his CPOP exercise. It was, his response was, oh my God, Mitchell, this is what I've been doing for 30 years. I've never been able to articulate it. Game changers looking for their secret sauce. Oh, I like that. Right. And, and so I'm going to use your word. I normally use, now you've given me another, another way. I use playground, sandbox, container, right. ecosystem. Right. The ecosystem that Raji said he plays in is that if, if, if this resonates with you, like, Oh, I got to meet this guy. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. what, that's what a CPOP does. It's, it, it's the, it's, it's what you write on your epitaph. It's the, it's, it's the magnet that you put out there to attract people to you, to attract companies to you. Yeah. I, I love that. I, you know, and it, it resonates with me because quite frankly, I want to believe my worldview says that whether you know it or not, you have a chance to change the world. You, you do. I, I, I'm audacious with that. I, I don't care what your physical or mental capabilities are. You're here for a purpose. And if properly focused, you can leave this world a better place than you found it uh, with your unique gifts and purpose, right? And, uh, and so that's that, that, what I love about this gentleman who's one of your clients, game changers looking for their secret sauce, is these are the people who are out to change the game. They're <laughs> disrupting the norms of the world for something that's much bigger and better, right? I love that. I love Pretty cool, that. huh? So imagine, I'm just saying to you, the reason I brought that up because you're intuitive and perceptive yeah. and your perception of just those three, those three seconds, yeah. less than 10 words of who this human is, yeah. is so powerful. I want everyone to actually be able to wear their CPOP on their sleeve, wear their purpose on their sleeve. And if you fulfill your purpose, you've created a nation of people who are credible, who change the world. You got it. Thank you. <laughs> well said. <laughs> I, uh, uh, just so all of you know, I was able to sit in on Mitchell's facilitation of a, a group of people coming on to discuss that very thing. And it was, it was very powerful. And uh, where do you show up, Mitchell? You know, obviously you've got your books. Credibility Nation is, is your primer, if you will, uh, right out of the shoot. But where, where do you show up in your, eco who's your ecosystem and where do you show up? On, uh, we'll give, We'll give two locations. Um, so LinkedIn is probably the social media platform I spend the most time and energy on. 
Okay. Um, so I'm on most most social media platforms because uh, I'm in Silicon Valley. So I always like to experiment with new stuff. Uh, but LinkedIn is the one where uh, I've been. I was commissioned, by the way, by the founders of LinkedIn to write LinkedIn's first book. Wow. Right. So I've been on LinkedIn for quite some time. Um, the other thing for those that are curious, um, we actually have a membership community called Credibility Nation. Mm. And so there I'm collecting people who are interested in coming on the journey of being surrounded by other people who are credible and learning and growing together. So you show up there, you have a consulting practice. Oh, you want me to finish the blank? Yeah, I've got a lot of where you show up. Where do you show up? You have your your. Your, uh, your so, so executive coaching. So I'm part of the hundred, the Marshall Goldsmiths, uh, hundred right. coaches. So I, I do executive coaching for typically C-suite execs. A lot of times the way to say this, Ron, is they hit the wall. Yep. They didn't hit the wall, um, like making money. They hit the wall and they want to know what's next in life and they don't know where to go. Got it. And so that's a, that's a great, so executive coaching there. Um, we have a publishing company. We do done-for-you book publishing. And when I say done-for-you, let, let, me, let me change the word from done-for-you to co-creation book publishing. And what happens is six months from today, the person I work with is an Amazon best, international best-selling author. And we've co-created a book. At the minimum, I need 10 hours of their time. So if you had zero time in the world, if you could find 10 hours in probably the next two or three months, six months from now, you'd be an Amazon international bestselling author. You could spend more time and we're going to give you an opportunity to integrate more of what we do into your life. But that's another place that I, that I show up. The third that I love is that one-on-one, uh, give me a half hour with anyone. Um, and either coming up with their CPOP or looking at how they show up asynchronously. Because what happens is the many people are, if you give them a half hour or an hour, they can eventually tell you who they are. But imagine doing it in less than 10 words. If you can do it in less than 10 words, you then need to reinforce it in how you show up on your websites and social media. And then the fourth one I'll mention is... Um, We've, we've got something called the Ultimate Credibility Bootcamp. And it is transformative for those people who are ready to both articulate their purpose, their CPOP, and then make sure they show up both um, directly, uh, at, whether it's online or I say synchronous and asynchronous, when they show up when they're in front of people, whether they're live or, or doing like what we're doing now, or asynchronous. And so we spend two days. Um, the first day is just how can you be you? And I know this sounds really interesting. So many people have been molded, mentored, uh, forced on this world of, of marketing cookie cutter approaches that they're acting dubious without knowing it. And so we spend an entire day of just being your credible self. And then we'll spend day two of making sure you reinforce it asynchronously. You reinforce it on your website. You reinforce it on social media. Yeah, love it. And uh, that's a, a, a virtual conference call, right? It's not physical. 
it, it so uh, can I say, I'm, do you mind? I'll do the yes and as well. Oh. At the moment, we've always done them virtually. But if there's a company that would like to bring me and my partner in to do that physically, oh man, that'd be, you, you get 10 people in a room or 20 people in a room or or thousand, but 10 or 20 transformation, like completely rock your boat. It was so funny uh, when you were talking about these social mores, if you will, we, we are taught to see the world a certain way, taught to be in the world a certain way. I love that. Uh, the other day I was talking to one of the top organizational consultants, you know, that, that we, we're talking PhD level. And he says, it's really interesting, Ron, you're, you're absolutely right. We don't, we don't define our purpose well enough and are not confident and courageous enough to look for tribes to belong. What we're taught is to fit in. Fit in is dubious. Is that correct, Mitchell? Mm. There's a construct around that where fake it, fake, uh, your, way, fake your way through the org, org chart, right? Well, well huh, now, now you've stepped on a landmine. <laughs> I'm not convinced I want to say fitting it is dubious. It's how you fit in. Yes. When and, you, and how it affects your, your values and your norms. And words, have, matter. words matter. Words matter. But I will say, fake it till you make it is one of the stupidest things I've ever heard. And is the most dubious thing. You know, you don't fake it till you make it. Right. You be authentic. You be vulnerable. And you say, I don't know this. And if you're really interested, and if you and I work together, I'm going to make sure I do the best to, to learn and grow and help you as much as possible. Like it's, but to fake it is acting is beyond acting dubious. So the path to credibility has so much promise. Um, but I would imagine like anything else that courage isn't enough you also have to be wise. So what I'm thinking is because you act as a guide in that path to credibility, you probably avoid some of the hurdles, the burps <laughs> that might naturally come from being too credible, too fast. Can I say it that way? I'm going to say, you're going to, I'm going to say, let me do the yes and as well. Because okay. remember as a parent, for those that are parents, like you may know, uh, I'll give an example of my son at a year and a half, he ran out the front door naked and ran directly into bushes. You may know that's a bad thing. Now I knew he couldn't run into the street. There were no cars coming. There was nothing like the worst thing that could happen is, is, is learn that, you know, you shouldn't be running outside naked and particularly don't run into bushes when you're naked because it kind of hurts. Right. So there are things that you may know that, for instance, when I'm working with clients, they may step, like I'll point out the landmines. I'll point out the areas where things could potentially go wrong, but I won't say no. I'll say, you should dip your toes in these waters. And if it doesn't come up feeling good, you could then make decisions to shift your path. Right, right. Very interesting. So uh, I just love this conversation. I could go for hours with you, Mitchell, as you already know. And, uh, and I can't wait to see the nation become more and stronger as your impact on the world is felt.
Mm. Mitchell Lee, mm. this has been a great conversation. Ron, right back at you. Thank you. I loved it. <laughs>